0: and welcome to another edition of Bills from Afar. you with me, Tim Roger, and Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm very well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to today. Um, we've got our AFC East previews, or um, the first of three. Um, and we did this last year, and it was uh, really good, really interesting to have some uh, fans on from other teams.
0: Yeah, for me, like, it's not just all about the Bills. Like, the Bills are above everything else in the nfl clearly but i do keep tabs with all the other 31 teams and especially the divisional rivals obviously i keep close um keep a close look at those uh teams in preseason. i've watched uh, them a couple of times each and uh yeah it, it'll just be fun really to talk about you know where they think they're at is afc east um you don't want to speak up too highly based on what happened with afc west last season they won you know, dubbed that as the best division in the league last season. And that went not very well at all, <laughs> um, badly, to say the least, um, outside of the Chiefs, obviously. But, um, you know, you look at these um, you know, teams around us and like, you could argue all of them have got stronger. And yeah, it's going to be really competitive. You know, when I've done my pre- uh, pre-season predictor, um, you know, the difference between the dolphins and jets i had a sandwich that might have changed i think probably if i did it now but but the, the top three teams in the division was like two wins and you know yeah. the dolphins i think had has 12 wins jets at 10 and bills obviously at 11 so like you know it's gonna be really tight and, and you know you can't count, count the patriots as well i think they're gonna be strong so you had the dolphins win the division did you I did. And obviously we played them the last week uh, in week 18. Mm. And because it was at home, I did give that to the Dolphins. So essentially I gave the Dolphins the uh, divisional title because, you know, I wasn't looking ahead. Um, I didn't know how the standings were at the time. I didn't know. So I went with, you know, what my gut said yeah
1: assuming two so... is fit the, the whole season and all that kind of thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's all you can do at this stage yeah very interesting yeah absolutely. cool so, so who have we got coming on today then
0: yeah so from um the dolphins we've got andy davis uh, who we had on uh, last season he has his own podcast across the pond so he'll be talking to us about all things dolphins we've then got uh, olivia pebbles uh, on from the jets she was also on last season um, who is part of the, I don't know if it's white, right that she's the chairwoman, I think she is, of the uh, UK Jets organisation. And then um, we've got Fred, who uh, you know well, um, who's a Patriots fan. Um, as I said, Andy has his own podcast and he's had Fred on uh, as well as Olivia and yourself. So it's kind of like a, you know, a collaborative effort, I think, uh, doing these with uh, Andy. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it.
1: Very good. All right, so let's get into it. And
0: um, uh, here's Andy. So we're pleased to welcome Andy with us. Andy, how are you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you for having me.
0: Um, How are you both? Yeah, no, we're doing well. The uh, regular season fever has hit us, I think, and uh, we're only a week away now. So I think we're just all excited, aren't we, to uh, get back to watching the games, watching Red Zone, updating our fantasy lineups every week all that kind of <laughs> shenanigans so now be good um so obviously we've had you on the podcast before uh, last year um for the dolphins preview but for those that didn't hear from you last year can you remind us how you became a dolphins fan
2: so i actually came a fan by mistake so i remember <laughs> turning on the tv one day um you know in the house in the back before we had no skies there was no you know Sunday football where you watch Premier League for a few hours I was a bit bored on the Sunday nothing on um so I remember going down the stairs I think it was 2009 so I'd have been about 14 13 at the time I remember walking down the stairs uh, turning on the TV just out of pure boredom and coming across um Saints Chargers in London on BBC or BBC2 whatever it was and I remember um watching and I couldn't tell you whether it was you know a play, a drive, one possession at half. I couldn't tell you how long I watched it for, but I remember just watching that game and just being entirely just, what's the word, in awe of the game. I remember I knew about it because it was like the Simpsons and all that, so I knew, you know, I knew all about the game. I knew it was quite a brutal game, but that's really all I knew. And then, yeah, that was really when I first came across it. Uh, and then obviously then I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to buy the whoever there is, the, their version of FIFA is American football. So I bought Madden and the game asked you for your favourite team. And I was like, I have absolutely no idea, but my brother was walking down the stairs at the time. And I remember I was going to Orlando on holiday in about six months' time at this point. Um, and I remember I said to my brother, which team is closest to Orlando, Florida? He tells me, Miami Dolphins. So, you know, I play as him, I use Ricky Williams a lot, Ronnie Brown. I love the color scheme. Geographically, it actually was Tampa Bay who were the team. So I really should have been a Buccaneers fan, but <laughs> <laughs> um, only realized about four years ago that, that was the case. So I couldn't change at that point. But, you know, that's when I know for years it was just finding out the results. You know, people in school we used to watch it, so I used to check the results purely because it was, you know, something I could talk about with friends on Monday. And you know, back then there was no Sky Ghost, and you couldn't really, after watching Premier League for five hours, you couldn't then force your parents to then we're gonna watch six hours of NFL action you now. <laughs> and it was the school nights that yeah. you were a kid, so I never really got to properly watch until really university time. And then I came across the BBC show on its OC and Jason. I believe it was the year where the Panthers made Super Bowl. Cam Newton year was a year. I remember when I first fully watched the season, albeit only highlights only, because again I was still at that stage where I didn't like the adverts and the stop-start things. So I used to love the highlights, but never used to love it live. So yeah, watching every week on the highlights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I actually remember once um, I actually managed to see the call that that show. And I, I think I missed about seven weeks, and I managed to watch it all within one. One one reading week being at home and that was amazing because back then it was so much easier to avoid results. But so yeah, and also then more I watched it and more I also kept watching dolphins games. Used to always check the dolphin scores for years and years, and then yeah, just since I watched our show in twenty fifteen, I just the fandoms come more and more. And now you know I have managed to be very lucky to be at four games in uh, in person, going to one more this year in person. Um, yet to see him win a game live, but um, you know I've I've loved the ride, and you know I think it's nice seeing us. For the first time ever in my lifetime, being a fan, actually having some sort of dark horse claims, or people think we could actually make a push for the Super Bowl, so it's um it's weird times. And last season was weird, seeing us go three and you know, make the playoffs, and you know, still waiting for us to win a playoff game in my lifetime. But I'm sure that will be won't be long before that happens.
0: Mm. I suppose with the Dolphins, like looking back, you know, over those years, uh, you know, since you've been supporting them, I remember, you know, never felt any, you know, there wasn't any real cohesion. Like, so you had. Brian Tannehill, who was an OK quarterback. And then it, it felt like every offseason, the Dolphins would splash tons of money. You know, Domicon Sue, you know, was signed on a huge money at the time. Obviously, he was a great player at the time as well. But like, it just never felt joined up. Like, it, you never really had that quarterback. Um, and now, potentially, you might have him. Um, we'll get onto that in a minute. But if you just reflect then on this offseason, like, what are your thoughts on the free agency and the draft class? Like, how successful has Chris Greer been? Uh, in fixing any of the areas of concern from last season?
2: Um I don't think he's had a great job personally in terms of, I think I love the fact he's brought in Jalen Ramsey. I think the corner the secondary I think he's been great in. I mean adding in Cam Smith in the draft, I believe it was fifty first overall or something like that. Adding him in and getting Jalen Ramsey in um I think that that's been the good part of it. I think could that last season we were banged up loads. I mean we had so many injuries. I remember I know he's just been traded recently, but Iguanogamy had to play at some point and he never really did it for us. And now, obviously now he's been traded and, you know, we had, you know, it allowed people like K- 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 Kodu to, um, Kada K- Kohu to to come in and, you know, have a stake and become now one of our better players in that position. But, you know, it was still a case where we had a lot of injuries and we were lacking in somewhat depth of good players. So I think getting in Cam Smith and obviously getting in Ramsey, despite his injury, uh, I think is a great addition. Um, Obviously, we lost Mike Gizicchi, which obviously I'm a, I was a massive Gizicchi fan, probably my favourite ever player, which probably sounds weird to a lot of people. But um, I think get, losing him and not really getting anyone else in as a receiver, I think obviously his issues were at the blocking tight end. So I think hopefully Dermot Smythe can do that. But I'm surprised we didn't go for a tight end. I think we tried with Elijah Higgins, who we drafted as a receiver and tried to convert to a tight end. He's now been released. But I think the overline... We haven't really added to it, and that's my one worry, because we saw last season was Tua. Uh, I know i mentioning him in a bit, but, you know, he had so many injuries, and that really, a lot of it came from a badly protected O-line. Now, Terran Armstead was great, but that's really all we had. I don't mind Robert Hunt, and I don't mind Conor Williams, but, you know, with Austin Jackson there and Liam Eikenberg, these are basically human turnstiles. So, I was surprised we didn't go for a bit more in the off-season. Um, so, that's my only real concern is the fact that we haven't really got an elite tight end and the O-line, but also running back. I mean, we were linked with Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry. All Everyone's saying they're going to come to us. Never the Jonathan Taylor recently as well. And we haven't addressed that, albeit we've still got, you know, Devon Kane, who looks like a good draft pickup, And, you know, we've got Wilson and Mostert. But I think I'd like to have seen us got at least an elite tight end or elite running back. Uh, I think receiver was set out. And I think the got some good weapons. But I'd like to have seen us... This- gone out at least got an elite running back like Dalvin Cook especially because that was you know he was screaming out to come to us and you know the likes of Jonathan Taylor as well I know they apparently wanted Waddle in return which would would have been a crazy (laughs) if he accepted that Um, Mm, because he's one of our best players and I I love the guy so I wouldn't want to see that but you know I think that all offseason has been a case where we can get this play. We can get this money back and that money back. And I was, you know, when Derek Henry was linked with, Ed, I was like, oh my god, please get him. I love to get him. But uh, you know, it's that's my only worry of concern. But you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people, a lot of teams, are will win the off season and do nothing in the regular season. So I don't think we should really be too annoyed or too excited about an off season. I think it just you, know, you can really get excited about it once the games come in week one, week two, etc. And then you'll really then start yeah. to see where that mm. happened a good off-season. But right now, I, I like to see them do a bit more, but at the same time, I'm not too dissatisfied either. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's
1: uh, very fair. I mean, last season, we saw some pretty horrifying scenes with Tua. And, uh, you know, even though we're the opponents in the AFC East, nobody likes to see a, a player get injured and and the concussions were really pretty disturbing at, at times. Um, But, Putting Tua's health aside, I think we also saw probably peak Tua as well at certain times during the season. And I'm wondering whether you think he's he's done enough or you've seen the peaks... Uh, that are significant enough for, you know, Greer McDaniel to say, you know what, actually I think you're worth being the long-term franchise quarterback here. Um, I mean, obviously there's the health question. He hasn't really sustained a, a you know, full season as, as a healthy quarterback yet. And um, we'll see how that plays out. But to certain extent that's somewhat outside of Tua's control, as you said, he didn't do an awful lot uh, in the offensive line. But do you think his is highs are good enough to be uh, uh, recognized as a franchise quarterback or do you think they're going to be back into the market?
2: I think he's done enough, personally. I think the only thing now that's really going against him is his health. I mean, I was at that Bengals game last year, and that was a horrible experience. I know, obviously, a friend of ours, Kristen, experienced a lot worse the situation when she went to that DeMar Hamlin game. But going to that game was horrible, and seeing that fall and seeing what happened, especially the uncertainty around, you know, no, not, not very good 4G, not knowing really on your phone what was going on. Mm. Um, that was horrible to see, and I don't want to see that again. Now, I'm worried about, as mentioned before, the lack of offensive line upgrading, I think that could really... I think he is one one or two concessions away from retirement. I think he was talking about considering it even this offseason. So he did think about it then. So I think he gets... It's in his two- head, isn't it? It's in his head. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: I, I do think that, yeah, one or two more injuries like that and I think he will retire. But I think on the field, he's done enough. I mean, last season, he was for a few weeks at least in the MVP chat. Um, and, you know, on the field, you can't deny when he did play um, apart from maybe a couple of games against the 49ers or the Chargers, most games he was really good. And even that Packers game before his concussion, he was playing amazingly in the first half. And we were looking to for, like, we get an easy win at that point. It, it looked like a routine victory at some point in that mm-hmm. game. And then all just ran away because he got taken off. And I think we saw without him how bad he did. I mean, you know, 3-0 when he first played, three games missing, lost all three games, uh, you know, and then, you know, we did manage to make the playoffs, but it was a real end of the season struggle to go over the finish line. We lost five games straight, I think it was, and we won one game and it was like a 9-6 horrible game against Jets. And then the playoffs, we did all right, but we would have won that game if two was were there. So I think he's shown, almost by not being on the field, more than on the field, why he's important to us. Mm. Uh, but I do think, you know, we had, I believe it was the highest callback rating or highest passer rating last season. So he showed me that he can be the franchise callback now. He's not the Holmes. He's not a Barrow. terms, he hasn't got that arm strength. But for me, he's more like a Drew Brees in terms of um, Drew Brees has never, you know, the best in the league for having the best arm, etc. But I and mean, his size was very similar to two as well. But I think with Drew Brees and what I think you'll get with two as well is that they're very accurate. And you know that if you want someone to make the pass in that area in a crucial time, you know he'll do it. And um, I th- I think that. He has done enough. I know we exercised his fifth-year option, and I do think we will pay him. I don't think we'll pay him the same amount as we've seen with Herbert recently. Jane Hurts. What we will see with you know Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. I don't think we'll see him get that much. And I think he probably realized that realized that himself that he's not going to get the big contract. Um, I think the one I think Tyree Kill is probably something between him, like, that and maybe uh, Daniel Jones contract something you know some, yeah. somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, cause yeah. I think he. I think he's better. I think he's better than Daniel Jones, and I think he's shown enough. Yeah, without do a doubt. Yeah. But yeah. I think he knows that he's not the best quarterback in the league. I think I'd have him probably top ten maybe, right now. Maybe just maybe eleventh or twelfth in, in a, if he did a quarterback ranking. But yeah. you know, I think just good enough. You can win, win yeah. with a
1: player like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I think what's interesting is there was a
1: when Patry came back. I think there was a, a section of games where I was reading the, in, in the Athletic where. Opposition defensive coordinators started to mess with his timing a bit, and obviously, when the offensive line isn't amazing, then that is something that you can, you can, you can address. And it'll be interesting to me to see whether I mean I'm, I'm you know I'm sure <laughs> you know, McDaniel's a smart a smart guy if he, he spots that, and, and whether there's some scheme changes that that, that we see from um, from the Dolphins just to kind of adapt to that to that situation. And I wonder whether, from your perspective. What lifts this team to win the AFC East? You know, is it maybe a scheme development? Is it a player coming on and, and getting um you know improving beyond what we've seen? Is it simply keeping Tua upright and healthy? What's
2: the sort of one thing you think could help this team actually win the AFC East? Three words for you guys. Run the ball. It's simple as that. Last season, when Daniel, whilst he had a good rookie year, got to the playoffs, which I don't think many rookie head coaches do we neglected the run far too often. I mean, in our game against you guys, I remember that one week 14. Yeah. No, we had some great success with, in the first half with the likes of Mostert and Wilson and all that. And then we just seemed to just completely neglect And I think that that run game. And I think that's part of the issue with two as well, that we're relying too much on kind of Madden kind of play, just passing it every time. And I think we need to, I think what Daniel has alluded to, it, and I think we are going to, I think that's why we've got Devon A. Kane, someone who can do that. I think whether that's, you know, as a Renault or whether that's, you know, Go down the screen pass route, protecting Tua and him doing it that way. He's shown in the preseason You can, can do it that way as well. Um, so I think that for many reasons, is what we need to do, because as much as these days you don't need the best running back in the league to make a Super Bowl, I think you know, the better running backs in the league, in my opinion, the Chubb, Henry, McCaffrey, only one of them made the playoff last year. So I don't think you need the, the best running back in the league, but I think you need at least someone productive. And I think that it just, I think we've seen with you guys, I think that's been your biggest Achilles heel is that you've almost used Josh Allen too much in the running game and you haven't really had anyone else. And I think that that would having someone in the run game or, or more like more or more so like more using the run game rather than just having someone the actually, actually using more run plays, I think will really help too because it will stop him needing to make so many hero balls and it will just mean that we can just freshen our offense that we can, it's not so predictable because at times it was last year, you know, we, we knew we were going to make the pass. So I think, that for me is the biggest thing for me on offense is just make sure you run the ball more because you can't, you know, even the Chiefs don't win the game, win games, you know, and I think the year when Mahomes first went through his most, you know, his most successful year passing wise, they did make the Super Bowl. And then when he dialed it down, they used more of the run game. They spread it out more. That's what happened. So I think, you know, I think also having that third receiver will be good because, you know, like the Chiefs found out with Kelsey and Hill, having just two people to throw the ball to, you know, you know they're the ball every yeah, time. Trent Sherfield, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> we we like there. Trent
2: Sherfield a lot, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, like we haven't got anyone apart from Hill and Waddle. I mean, we had Kasiki, yeah. He was good at receiver, tight end, but he never got any snaps. And you know, we got you know, we got like Braxton Berrios, we had Anthony, he's gone now, but I just don't think we've got that third option to either run the ball or throw the ball to because it's getting it can be at times. For defense, I imagine it's going right, they're going to the hill, they're going to the waddle, and that's what we've got. So I yeah. think that'll be helpful. A bit of variety as well, just having you know, someone else that can do that. And I think that'll be the biggest thing. Um, but I think particularly for me running the ball, as well as having a good O-line, I just think running the ball, we really at times just completely neglected that part of our game.
0: Hmm. So you kind of mentioned these um when we were talking about the off-season improvements or lack of um, that you alluded to. Um, But, like, what's the bigger area of concern for you? When I evaluated the roster, I could kind of see, you know, two um, not significant weaknesses, but areas that could still need quite a bit of improvement. You you mentioned both, obviously. Um, You know, is it the O-line being able to give to a clean pocket or the secondary now that Ramsey's out for at least three quarters of the regular season?
2: Yeah, I think for me it's the line because I think what we showed when we had a competent defensive coordinator, um, well, when Flores was there as the head coach, is that we can make these plays without having the biggest names. You know, there were, you know, Jerome Baker's not; he's not an a an elite linebacker. He's not one of the best in the league, but he he can make plays, and I think. We still, we we've still got David Howley, still got Javon Holland. We have still got you know on the defense, Jaden Phillips, Christian Wilkins, Bradley Chubb, Zach Seeler. We have still got these great deep, these um, great defensive components. But I think defensive line, apart from Armstead, we've got really no one of any note. I mean, Connor Williams had he had his moments, and Robert had the same thing. But yeah, I mentioned before with um, Eichenberg and you know Austin Jackson, these two are you know apart from maybe Jesse Davis, the worst lineman I've ever seen put on a Dolphins jersey, and that is saying something. <laughs> Um, yeah. and it's, I think for me that is the biggest concern because again it goes back to Tua um, you know, these guys are just almost at, at this stage they're potentially going to ruin his career at this point mm. if they keep doing what they're doing and keep allowing him to get sacked or get pressured all the time and I, I know he's gone out and taken Jiu Jitsu classes and all of that but I think that only goes so far and we need to make sure that we have that protection and I think for me the O-line is is a real way because even Teron Armstead our best, our best lineman in years pro bowler last year he had problems himself with injury. So I think there was a real game yeah. when two have played with him without him. So for me, that is my biggest concern. and I don't think we've done enough, as mentioned before, in free agency. And I do worry about that a lot because at the end of the day, I mentioned fullback running backs. Maybe they you will need to have the best offensive line, best running back to win, win Super Bowls and all that. But I do think that if you can't protect your quarterback, you've got no chance of doing anything. If you, I'd love to know how many of the top, top 10 stat callbacks each year actually make the playoff. I'd love to know what that stat is. But for me, I I think if you haven't got a good offensive line, then you're not going to do anything. Because most teams, last year, they've got a good offensive line. Creed Humphrey and, you know, all them and Joe Thune. I I just think that that is me. I think it's as important as a callback, having good offensive linemen. And I don't think we've got, at the moment, enough to make us be proper legit contenders. Unless they prove you wrong this year and they actually do something that I don't think anyone's really expecting.
0: Mm. Yes. Yeah, so you mentioned the D-line as part of that. Um, you know, when I look at this Dolphins team uh, and how especially like played, you know, towards the end of the season and in the playoffs, you know, Jalen Phillips, you mentioned, he abused uh, Spencer Brown, our uh, right tackle. Uh, in that game, I think he had like three or four sacks, really uh, hampered us. Um, so when you look at, you know, how the Dolphins have matched up in past years and what the roster looks like now. Like, how do you feel the Dolphins match up with the Bills? I feel like last season, um, much more compared to the previous seasons. I think Josh Allen was pretty much almost unbeaten, wasn't he, for the first four seasons. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, you play pretty well. And uh, I think it was, what, one one for one in the regular season last season. Just how do you feel like they match up with the Bills this season?
2: I'm looking forward. To I'm looking forward to it because, for so many years, I think Josh Allen was six and one against us. For so many years, he absolutely tormented us. You know, we mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was winning games by three points or like like last year, was for example, it was you know yeah. he was by 20, 30 points at times. And I think last year with me, I I, I bench progression. I think it was really good to see us be competitive because that was our biggest sort of thing going into the season. Was we have to at least make competitive with the Bills. And I think we did that. You know, we beat them all, but we tried our best not to not to win in that game with the, <laughs> the, the, the butt punt and all that. Um, <laughs> but then, um, you know, week 14, we ran, we ran you guys close as well. That was ahead of a game. And then the wildcard game, we really should have beaten you. If we, if we had, you know, yeah. two were there. And, you know, I, I believe Hill wasn't playing either. Maybe he was playing, I'm not sure. But there were definitely a few injuries that game. And I think we all, take away from that game was if we had two were playing there, we would have won. Because Sky Thompson did well. But yeah. I don't think he's a tall someone you should be looking at as your starter. So I think it was really good on a progression point view to make the playoff, but also just to really actually keep you guys close. And I don't think any game was really lost by more it's than five, six points. It was yeah. really close. And I think yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to this year is having a game against you guys again. You know, once I think we play you guys week 18 so that when Jalen Ramsey's hopefully back, having him there. Having the two receivers in Hill and Waddle, two are back healthy, if he is at that point. Um, You know, I think that's something I'm really looking forward to. I think that we seem to match up against you guys quite well, um, last year especially. And I'm looking forward to this year with a Vic Fangio-led defence, with the offence. Everyone's staying That is crucial though. Everyone's staying healthy. I think you guys, I think we could, I think there's a chance we could even do the double on you. Um, or even one-on-one and maybe beat you in the playoffs. I think we can beat you twice this season, whether it's twice in the regular season, lost in the playoffs, or whether it's one win, one loss in the regular season, then a loss, a win in the playoffs. Um, I, I can see his guys at least beating you once. I can see at least one win, maybe two, maybe three. <laughs> bold, bold. <But> Tim, Tim <laughs> as, you be, as you're beating us in the division,
1: I've got it down as a one and one in the regular season. Uh, I think it is it is very tight. I think that undoubtedly you've closed the gap. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. That, that we, I think Tim and I feel like the Bills' offense has definitely progressed uh, this this season, but has it progressed in the ways that, um, you know, are going to be uh, able to take advantage of the Dolphins' weaknesses? I'm not sure. Um, so quick, two very quick questions before we finish up today. Firstly, give us one breakout candidate. You know, people perhaps, maybe our audience hasn't heard of maybe it's a draft pick or a, you know a, a free agent that you signed but somebody we should keep an eye on that you think uh, could do something and, or, and maybe a, a team mvp and then uh, finally what's your season prediction in terms of uh, wins and losses for the
2: um for the for the Finns? okay so my breakup player is gonna be a guy and i still struggle to say his name Eric Azuka Manana. I I probably completely butchered that name. (laughs) uh,
1: We've got nothing better, so
2: we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think I mentioned before about having that lack of a third real receiver. I mean, we just got rid of Robbie Anderson or chosen Anderson, I should say. Um, You know, we lost Kizuki in the off season and we are really lacking that third receiver. And I think that, he showed signs in preseason. He can be that guy. And he had some great moments in preseason. Now I know preseason isn't, you know, isn't the real season. I know it's a completely different sport at times than the preseason. So I think he's someone looking. At, I think Akin obviously is one as well. A rookie that I think could do really well, especially as a receiving back, rather than because obviously most and Wilson are very much run, run heavy running backs. So that's their strength. But I think Akin can really give that. Option that we haven't had really have that receiving back. Um, so I think they're the main two I'm, I, I'm sort of looking at. Um, you know, I think Zucumana, I think he can really stake his claim this year as a third choice. There's no obviously it'll be probably between him and Berrios as a third choice receiver role. And I think he's showed me more, albeit again in pre season, than Berrios um, that he can do something for this team. So that's the main one. Uh, I'm going to go for him. Um, MVP. I think it has to be Tyreek Hill. Um, I think that, well, you know, his days are coming to an end sort of soon. I think he wants to retire in 2025. Um, I still think, you know, he was our crucial player last year. I think, you know, Tua, you know, I mentioned before, he's not Mahomes. So I don't think he's our most crucial player on offence. I do think it's Hill. Uh, I think Waddle have another great year. I think he's primed for another great year. I think he's, for me, by far the second, best, the second, the best second choice receiver in the league, the best WR2 yeah. Um, but I do think Hill, he's a guy, you know, he can make something happen out of nothing, you know, turn of pace. Um, he's just absolutely electric. And you know, for years I was saying, you know, I'd love to see Dolphins make a splash for a big player. And then, you know, he came in and then we got after that, we got, you know, Bradley Chubb and Jalen Ramsey. So um, for me, yeah, Hill is the guy I think is our coach. And I think MVP's into the whole league. I think Hill was way more likely to win it, I think, than Tua, if I'm honest. And um, I reckon mean, I'm going for 11 and 6. Um now i I don't Six. know where that I think such a, such a good division. I don't know where that's enough to get you first, second or third, but I do think it'll be a playoff berth um I do think we'll get eleven wins. Um you know, I think there's some tough teams and we've got the chiefs albeit in Germany, but still the Chiefs. Yeah. You've got the, the, goal, the game Chargers charge week one as well.
1: That's not an easy game,
2: right? So, oh, easy,
1: yeah. easy win. Hey,
2: Andy, it's been fantastic to have you on. Thank you ever so much for coming back. Tell everybody where they can find you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed my appearance today. Um, so on Twitter, I'm down as Andy Davis Sport, and that's Davis with an E as well. Uh, on Twitter, Andy R. Davis. Um, and then in terms of you can find my podcasts on spotify apple Podcasts, youtube charlie you've been a guest on recently just completed a 32 all 32 team season previews with a fan of every team um so that's the across the pod podcast um find out on the on my twitter as well i'll be on there i also just started a Finns nation uk podcast for all your dolphins fans listening just started that and also if you like our football soccer i do a podcast called euro trips that's with a z rather than an s um and that's how you can find me i do a lot of articles podcasts you know youtube as well youtube vlogs I recently did a game in stockholm uh football games did a vlog there so that's again on the euro trips youtube channel and i'll be going to america as of monday the 4th of september so there'll be a lot of content from there as well and yeah just more nfl and football based content on my social for you guys to all enjoy Fantastic! Thank you ever so much, Lovely. Andy. Lovely and uh, see you soon. See you soon, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for, Andy. For